All right, welcome everybody. This is Under the Street Lights, and this is our premiere podcast, a premiere episode, and I am obviously one of the hosts. And with me, uh, Jersey Class and Jersey Sass, Anna Brandemite. <laughs> well, thank you for letting people know I am from, well, was from Jersey, so I All they got to do that. is listen to your talk. Hey, listen, don't get me started, okay? Oh. <laughs> well, this is great. This is something new. Um, it, this is something very exciting. I can't wait to get this started. Um, you did a marvelous job, like always, with the video. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. So um, did you want to get started on doing a couple of shout-outs or get me well started? Or you want to go ahead? Uh, one thing is, uh, I see that we do have uh, somebody in the comment section. We'll get them on. Oh. Uh, Facebook user. So. Uh, That's awesome. For, forgive me for not knowing who you are, Facebook user. If you want, you can put your name in the comments and let us know. That way we can at least identify you correctly. Yep. And uh, as always, with every show, I do want to put this out. Uh, this show may contain strong language, so just be aware of that. And uh, this show is non-political. It's all about those who really make this country amazing. We're talking artists, musicians, comedians, business owners, everyday people. So, yep. Uh, with that being said, uh, let's get our guest on. Uh, he is the owner and operator of Ink Taylor Tattoo Studios. He is an established artist. He has been in magazines. Uh, his artwork has been printed in books, and his tattoos have won awards for both the shop, himself, for all three, his shops himself, as well as the tattoos themselves. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Adam Scheidel. Welcome, uh, Adam. It's a pleasure meeting you. Likewise. Thank you guys for having me. You're welcome. No problem. So, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, <clears throat> my name is Adam Shadow, 41 years old, uh, <laughs> tattoo artist, business owner, all, all that great stuff. Just your average person. Um, love making art. Uh, pretty much have it made with what I do. Living, living, living my dream, I guess you could call it. That's the way to go. Yeah. Enjoying every day. That's awesome. That's why we're the same age, actually. <laughs> um, what got from growing up in life? What made you get into the whole tattoo business? Uh, tattoos always had fascinated me. Um, mm -hmm. The as far back as I can remember, like seeing my uncle's tattoo on his forearm. He had like the traditional panther kind of going up his forearm. Okay. And I can, I can remember vaguely, you know, I, I couldn't have been more than five or six years old. The first time I saw it, you know, and I asked him, I was like, what is that? And he was like, it's a tattoo. And I remember thinking like, huh, okay. I wonder when it comes off. So I was like, well, when does it come off? And he goes, never, you know, and at that <laughs> moment in time, it was like, yeah, know, five or six year old Adam. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is amazing. Like, so from then on, I, I always noticed tattoos on people and I was always curious uh, and I, I was probably about eight or nine and my grandfather and I were on a fishing trip and, uh, he had a small boat that we used to go out to, uh, Chisago over by the lock and dam. And, uh, our lines got tangled one day and he reached forward to like untangle the lines and his sleeve came up 
and he had this gigantic tattoo on his arm, you know, and I said, Oh, grandpa, you got a tattoo. And he pulled his sleeve down right away. And so how do you know what that is? And I said, Oh, my uncle has one. He was in the war, you know, and he goes, well, not the real war. This is the real war. And it was, he served <laughs> in world war two. So he had a giant Navy tattoo on his arm. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, just the, the fascination of you could make a piece of art or an image and put it mm. inside of an organ or underneath the layer of the first layers of an organ and it would stay there for the remainder. Wow. Uh, so that, that always fascinated me that and uh, graffiti, oddly enough. Mm. Mm. Wow. What do you even think that that's awesome. Uh, yeah. See, when I first met Adam, uh, he was a graffiti artist then. I mean, he hadn't really progressed into uh, the different forms of art at that point. Yep. And uh, I met you when you were like, what? 16 i think wow well that uh i think the first the first time i see i don't i would like the first time i had heard about you um was my friend had introduced me to playing pool at the pool hall over in yep. uh, rapids and uh i remember him saying there's this guy that goes up there that draws and his drawings are amazing his name's shadow but don't talk to him you know I, <laughs> so I was like oh I couldn't have been more than 12 or 13, to be honest. Okay, uh, okay. I didn't even have my driver's oh, license. I had to wow. skate. There. And I remember skating up there and, like, um, you know, a lot of the other same group of people that we knew, you know, like, they kind of knew you and they were talking to you. So I never really said anything. But there were a couple of times where I would go up there and I watched you draw for, like, an hour at a time, you know, and some of the stuff you yeah. were doing with the inking. And then I remember um, a few years down the road, I saw you airbrushing. Uh, yeah. And that was, that totally blew my mind, but I, I was always a little bit intimidated to talk to you <laughs> and I can't, I, I honestly can't remember when I first approached you about your artwork or your drawings. Yeah. I, I know you were, uh, I think you were at the end of junior high or beginning of senior high when I first started talking to you. Probably. Yeah. That sounds about right. And, uh, wow. because shortly after you graduated is when I heard that you were, looking into getting your apprenticeship at tattoo shop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and honestly, when people say don't talk to them, I mean, <laughs> my wife said the same thing. I don't know why people are so intimidated by you. And it's like, it beats me. And a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, I wasn't really a very social person. Mm -hmm. Mostly because with my hearing disability, I didn't want to have to sit there and try to figure out what the hell people were saying. And the other reason is sometimes, and I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about, Adam. Um, and even you, Anna, when you with your candle, sometimes when you just hit that creative zone, mm -hmm. everything disappears. Yeah. So it's not that I was antisocial, it's just, you know, I, I was unaware of what was around me when I got into my artwork at the pool hall. Uh, and in fact, that was the, the club. Yep. Yeah. That was the name of the pool. Wow. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's wild. It's, it's forever ago. <laughs> yeah. Another side of you I did not know. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> ah, the Facebook user is Alec Crawford. You know Amanda. Oh. How's it going? Oh, okay. <laughs> I had to think for a minute. Wait, what? Who? Oh, okay. I know who that person is. Well, yeah. <clears throat> so, how long did you do your apprenticeship before you actually started uh, tattooing? Uh, man, that's tough to say. I, I was kind of running the apprentice, apprenticeship deal for two, three years, I would say. Mm 
Um, you know, I, I got licensed, I think about a year into my apprenticeship, year and a half into my apprenticeship. Uh, the, the person that I apprenticed under was pretty strict. He, uh, didn't, didn't want me doing anything at first. And then I think he kind of mm-hmm. realized like, oh, okay, this, this kid's got a little bit of art talent. Let's put a machine in his hand, see what he can do. And then after that, it was like, okay, doors are open. Yep. Um, and getting pushed into it that fast almost made me not stick with tattooing. It's kind of a weird thing. I, it, it turned out to be something um, that I guess I, I had imagined it differently in my head. Right. And the path that I was heading down and the, the, the type of tattooing that I was doing wasn't what I had in mind. And so I, I broke away when the time was right and decided like, okay, well, if I can, if I can make this how I want to make it and make a living with it, um, I'll be happy no matter what. So I rolled the dice. Right. And if you're interested in checking out his tattoo as well as uh, some of the art he has on his gallery, you can see on the stream at the bottom, just go to inktailor, uh, www.inktailor.com. And there you'll find everything you need to know about his tattooing style, uh, booking appointment, and his artwork, which, you know, a moment ago you said you were intimidated to talk to me. Um, and I, I was telling this to Anna last week. Uh, that you are one of the few artists that I can honestly say blows me away. And some of the stuff you do, you know, I have no problem with saying you do better than I do. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not above, I'm not above saying that only because you're just your ass. <laughs> well, it, no, it's true. I mean, you really have to see some of his artwork. I mean, he does things that um, I don't do or right. that I wouldn't think of. Um, and one of the things that he does, he works with oil paint. And some of his oil paintings are just stellar. You know, like uh, your owl that you did. You know, it's like one of my favorite pieces, as well as the, uh, what are, I think it was uh, the P-52 fighters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done a couple of uh, World War II aviation-style paintings. I did mm-hmm. a Wellington bomber. I did a P-40, a Tiger Shark. and then P-40, a that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are fun to do. I really like those. You know what you should do? You should uh, gather all of your artwork and we could did a little uh, slideshow for you to show people what wonderful work you've done. I'm surprised you didn't ask them that, Aaron. I've got a pretty good uh, <laughs> I've got a pretty good selection on my Instagram. Well, if you exactly. want, um, you can send them to Aaron, and after the show, we'll post them for you, so this way everybody can see okay. what we're talking about, so they have an idea. So awesome, right? So I and I, I, real quick, I will say the link for his shop is in the description down below. So if you don't want to try to remember the uh, the web address, just go to the description, click on that link, and it'll take you right to his site. So between and tattoo and doing all this what how did you mix in the mma fighter like you got tattoo you got art and now you have that so how did that come in between everything so so i i never did mma um i helped a lot of people train for fights Mm -hmm. Um, i got offered a few mma fights but i never took them um, but I competed in jujitsu tournaments for about 10 years, uh, nice. no, no gi jujitsu tournaments and submission grappling. Uh, that was a, that was a really weird thing. Um, there was a, uh, one of my clients was part of a fraternity 
and they had like an anti-hazing policy and they mm. were they were putting on uh charity like boxing matches for uh for their their college and for for raising money for stuff and they were you know they're they're like minute long rounds three rounds you know like giant gloves just for fun right. and he asked me if um <clears throat> i wanted to participate because i used to wrestle i wrestled a little bit in high school uh and you know at, at that point in my life i was probably 28 29 and uh i wasn't in the greatest shape so i figured you know hell i'll do it i'll, I'll get in shape and you know give me what a reason hell? kind of push forward yeah so um actually i got got in a really good shape uh it's about 29 and uh i think two weeks before they had the uh the charity boxing event they canceled it something happened it just fell through hmm. and i had bumped into a buddy i hadn't seen in a while and he was like hi you look like you're in fairly good shape and i told him the story and he was like oh he was like well there's a there's a jujitsu tournament going on in a couple of weeks and i was like oh that's cool and he was like you should enter it and i was like i I've never taken a jujitsu class before. I don't think I'm going to. He was like, I think, I think you could figure it out. Um, you know, so I was like, uh, he's, he's well, like, I know, yeah, he's like, I know you watch MMA on TV and this. And I was like, oh, watching it. It's not the same thing. Yeah, it's a little bit different, you know. Um, so uh, I actually, I, you know, he, he kind of talked me into it. You know, I was like, well, I'm not going to let this hard work go to waste. So um, for about a, a week to 10 days straight, I, I woke up every morning and trained with him and, and another uh, jujitsu partner. So I did that and we went to the tournament, you know, and I just kind of thought like, okay, this will be fun. It's be a good learning experience. Um, and I ended up taking second place in the tournament. Very uh, nice. First, first mm -hmm. time out. Uh, it, and I'm, I'm competitive by nature, extremely competitive, everything that I do, um, uh -oh. but I enjoy it. So <laughs> after that tournament, and I think my buddy kind of knew that, you know, he's kind of like, oh, I'm going to, I'll figure out a way to hook at him. I'll just get him into a tournament. So after that, I, I couldn't stop thinking about the guy that I lost to and how he beat me. And once I understood how he beat me, um, you know, I, it, I related it to chess, which I love to play, you know, and jujitsu is human chess. Wow. Um, so mm -hmm. after that, it was just like hook, line and sinker. And I mean, still to this day, I train off and on. I don't compete anymore. I haven't competed in a while, um, but I competed for almost 10 years, uh, you know, just on a kind of on a whim. It's kind of a funny thing, but I love it. I, I always encourage people to check it out. Um, it'll definitely change your life, uh, huh. but it's not for everybody. True. I know that. I uh, You and I have a mutual friend, and I won't say his name, um, <laughs> but he is taking up uh, Wing Chun Kung Fu. I think I heard. I've heard. What? <laughs> Wing Chun Kung Fu, it, it's actually a very unique and effective style against people who have no martial arts training. Right. Um, and I've, you know, and, and I mean, no disrespect to Wing Chun at all, but I have seen videos where the Wing Chun fighter goes up against an MMA fighter and get destroyed simply because MMA is strictly a combat style. Whereas Wing Chun focuses more on physical health, um, defense. Uh, they do have some lethal uh, offense, but it, it, it's just a very different fighting style. And this person, I commend him for taking it because he has gotten into better shape. But now he thinks he is the next Jet League. Oh, boy. And I've already put him 
embarrassed him once before. Of course you did. Well, I, he, he's just he's too damn cocky. That's all I can say. He gets so full of himself, and when he goes in, everything that he learned is gone out the window. Oh boy. Well, then oh, yeah. he hurts himself because of that. What do you gotta do? Yeah, well, he's got a, quite a few <laughs> other things going on with him, but yeah. So, yeah, you know, when I remember you posted a video a while back, the 30 second tap out. <laughs> All I can say is, damn. Damn, <laughs> what? The guy... Like, explain to me what, Dan, what you're talking about here. All right, I'm only going to say one thing, and I'll let Adam tell the rest. The dude was bigger than Adam. Okay. Well, I can't tell because he's sitting down. So go ahead, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, on a good day. I'm like, I don't know, maybe five six on a good day. Okay. Uh, I competed about 139 pounds. But yeah, I think the video you're referring to, I I went up like three weight classes. It was towards yeah. the end when I was competing. I went up to the 170 to 179 pound class, and I was actually like drinking water and just eating as much sodium filled foods as I could the night before weigh-ins to make weight. Ugh. And I made weight by, I made it by like a pound. I was like, it, I weighed in at like 161.5, I think. And the guy was like, Hey, you got, you got about an hour. You can run around the building and lose this. And I said, no, I'm, I, I tried to gain this to get in here. He, was, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, have you seen the other guys you're competing against? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to get taught a lesson. Um, but yeah, I actually, uh, I ended up buzzsawing through everybody and beating all of them just to, uh, just to test out my, my skill without using any strength or yep. using, not using all of my strength. Anyways, my strength was negated by the, the, the gentleman that I was competing against. They were much bigger and stronger than I was. Wow. But you know, what, what I found so cool about the video which is okay, I know they're going to sound like a weird analogy but you were like a ninja beetle just <laughs> the way you flew in at him and wrapped yourself around him and put him in a a, a, a triangle hold it was it actually it's called a flying guillotine it, it, flying it, guillotine, was, it was a slop it was a sloppy flying guillotine at that well That's still crazy. it worked <laughs> It, it did. No. Um, I, so like, I, I was watching that guy cause I kind of had figured like he was the ringer in the class. So mm -hmm. I was paying attention to all the people he was going up against. And he was just, I mean, he was grabbing a hold of these other dudes and just folding them up like laundry, you know? Yeah. And, and going into this, going into the final match, I won all my other matches by points. What I was doing is I was cooking the other people. So being a little bit smaller, you have a lot more energy. So if you mm -hmm. get somebody else tired and you can score some points on them, you can keep it close, which is what I did. Right. And that's not, you know, in my weight class, that's not how I would ever play it. Um, you know, I would just go for the kill immediately. But mm -hmm. when you don't have the size and strength advantage, you have to play smart. Uh, and, you know, when I started, you know, I'm, ass I'm assuming you're referring how I started kind of like down on one knee. Yep. Right. I, I stayed away from him, you know, I mean, like for two reasons. One, I was scared because I knew if he got a hold of me, that would be it. He would have just crushed me. But I saw him, you know, he 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 had he was a wrestler and he had the tendencies to like lower his neck below the shoulder level and try and ankle pick or shoot on a leg. So what I did is I stayed on one knee and I put my left leg out to try and bait him to get him to hang his head down low to where I could get mm -hmm. to his neck. 
And I just, I took my shot when I saw the opening and it worked out, grabbed the hold of his neck and wrapped myself around him and squeezed as tight as I could. And I, I think he passed out when we were standing up. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right, right afterwards we hit the ground and he woke back up, I think. And I, I just, I let go cause I knew he was out and they stopped it. And right. I got up and I shook his hand right away. And he, he kind of looks up at me with a blank stare on his face. He goes, it's over, isn't it? I was like, yeah. He goes, shit. He goes, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> oh, well, you man. know, it went, like you said, when he dropped his neck down, you know, I mean, he, I, if I remember correctly, he opened up his arms a little bit too, like you're going to try to, it wasn't, it's not a, a jujitsu move. It was more like he tried to do a Greco Roman wrestling move where you drop oh. down and you go for the leg and you try to. You know. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, I I know he was going to try and do something. You know, one one of the guys he had. I don't know if you know what a lateral drop is. One of the guys he, he snatched in a lateral drop and basically threw him. His legs went up in the air and he landed on him. It sounded like he landed on his ribs and just the air came out of his opponent. Mm. Was just I kind of imagined that happening to me when we were when you know I was going to go up against him. So I was I was firing on all cylinders. My adrenaline was through the roof, but it worked out. I got lucky. <laughs> After the, after the match was all said and done, he came up to me. He goes, uh, "Does you want to go again?" And I was like, "No, nope, <laughs> that'll never happen again." <laughs> I could grapple him a hundred times and maybe get get him once, maybe. I mean, he was really right. good. Yeah. Hello, Anna. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. I, let me refresh my memory. I got distracted. Um, so if you had opportunity in your lifetime to choose the most important thing, would it be the fighting or tattoo artist? Family. Well, besides, yes, besides no, I family. Uh, it, I art, was like, art, what? Art and tattoo. <laughs> art and tattoo. Okay. One hundred percent, no, no doubt about it. But like I said, the the jujitsu thing, purely by accident, right? Right. Um, purely by accident. But I'm I'm so glad that I found it. I'm glad that I did what I did with it. I'm glad that I got to have the experiences that I did. I I've made lifelong friends from it. Um, yep. I I actually um, uh, I never tested for the belt. They have belt a belt system in jujitsu. I never cool. tested for it. Uh, I was given a blue belt. I, I entered into a blue belt tournament as a white belt and uh, took second place. So I kind of unofficially got my blue belt. But right. some right. of my friends that I got into jujitsu over 10 years ago, a couple of them are now actually black belts. And I learned from them. Wow. And it's amazing. It's so cool. It's so, so freaking cool. So, so with the tattoo, being a tattoo artist, where do you see yourself from now and to the future? Where would you see yourself going with it? Uh, like from here on out? Yeah. You are, would you take it to another level to where maybe doing a TV show or anything like that? Um, so I, I was emailed um, by Ink Masters, I think. For oh. years in a row, but just the casting stuff, you know. Um, but you know, honestly, that that's not me, it's never been me, yeah. It's um, not for a lot of people, but that's yeah. actually uh nice that you were recognized, so yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, it, it, 
I mean, everybody loves to be recognized. It feels good to be recognized. It's Tell awesome. me about it. And it, and it, it, it. It's a great show. I mean, it's a very entertaining show. Um, I know, I know a lot of people that have been on the show. Um, but yeah, just, just not for me. You know, I'm, I just not my nature. You know, I mean, if you look at my Instagram, there might be three, four pictures of myself on there. Um, right. But yeah, I just, I really enjoy what I'm doing and what I've been doing. Um, getting to tattoo the people that I've gotten to tattoo the conversations we get to have. Um, it's awesome. It's really, really cool. I appreciate every, every minute of it, but yeah, I mean, in, in the future, um, just keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, I really enjoy doing stuff like this. Um, mm -hmm. I am always looking to help younger artists as they come along, uh, whether tattoo or not. Uh, I have a portion in my, my art gallery in the front room where I'll let mm -hmm. local artists, uh, hang their stuff and sell it. And I don't take a profit, you know, just to put their name out there. Uh, currently we, we have a photographer's work in there. She sold all of her pieces, but there's like one piece left. Um, so that's always cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to stay on the trajectory that I'm on and getting better as an artist every day and learning new stuff. Um, I mean, just a few years ago, I learned how to airbrush. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I have Shadow to thank for that. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, I remember you messaged me, you know, wanting to know more about it, and I told you, okay, well, to get started, you're gonna need this, this, this and this. And uh, we did three pieces, collaborated on three pieces. Yeah, I think so. Two, two or three. Uh, actually, more. I think we did three or four pieces. Because yeah, I know we did one where we did something that was like a uh, an abstract face being ripped apart, like something out of Hellraiser. Yep. Uh, then we did the giant uh, dead astronaut over an alien embryo. Yep. Uh, and then we did the Valkyrie. Yep. Uh, oh, we did a zombie one. That's, yeah. That's the fourth one I would remember. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I still have, um, I think I have three of those here still. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, this is an interesting side of you, Aaron, that I did not know for how many months that I've been hanging out with you. Gee, thanks for telling me. <laughs> well, now you know, and you also get to know Apparently. about Adam as well, because, yeah, well, you know, I don't really talk that much about myself, uh, mostly because I tend to focus more on, you know, just trying to figure out how to uh, be successful at anything. Right. Um, because it gets, it gets to be a little difficult for I know. some people. Um, but th speaking of being successful, one thing I've always admired about you is that uh, you got hit with two major incidents with uh, Ink Taylor that uh, th that I know of that would have shut down just about anybody else. Uh, the first one being is I remember when your shop got flooded from a roof leak. Um, and, and I remember seeing the videos and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> and then also the COVID pandemic shutdown. Yep. Um, during those times, did you ever feel like this is it? I might not be able to come back from this. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I would be lying if I said I could remember how I actually felt. I remember feeling really frustrated and just really bummed, um, definitely mm -hmm. depressed, you know, for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um, I just, 
I don't know. I just kept my feet planted on the ground and just kept moving forward. You know, I just, I, I figured like, all right, I'll figure this out. You know, I figured out jujitsu. Um, yeah. Couldn't be harder than that. You know, and I, I figured it out. Um, it, luckily, um, I've, I've got an extremely good support group of friends and family. You know, everybody's always there to help. Um, you know, right. Extremely fortunate to have that. The, the COVID shutdown thing hurt. Uh, you know, not being able to tattoo for like four months plus or whatever it was. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, and then getting COVID for, you know, you know, I couldn't tattoo for another two weeks after that, which sucked. Oh, God. I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't even know I had it. Um, but yeah, that, that was tough. That was really, really tough, you know, and uh, I know, I know quite a few people who, who did have to shut down their businesses, unfortunately, um, mm. not just artists, uh, right. artists, restaurants, stuff like that, you know? So that was a bummer, yeah. you know, but, um, you know, I just, just moving forward and just, just sticking with it. You know, I mean, uh, as silly as this sounds like one of the things I remember in high school in the wrestling room from wrestling, they had, uh, in the wrestling room, you know, it was a big, big square and up above on the uh, banisters, it, it had the words, uh, never give up just painted over and over and over all the way around. So if you're about to be pinned and you're looking up on your back, that's what you see immediately. Right. And that's kind of stuck with me. It's just like, if you never give up, you're going to keep moving forward and you're going to advance one way or another. And everybody else who's given up and tried to be on that same path, you know, they're going to be looking down the road. Yeah. I definitely feel you on that. That's for sure. Yeah. Just, just being tenacious with it. So, um, have you met other artists along the way, like bigger names to where yeah. that's awesome. So, uh, okay. How many magazines were you featured in? <laughs> uh, I remember two of them. Yeah, probably just a couple, I think. Right. And, and one of them was uh flash. I think it was. Uh, I'd have to, it's been such a long time. I'd honestly have to go back and look. One of them was, I think, Tattoo Savage and then Flash and then Tattoo Magazine. Um, I, I, I've been lucky enough to have my work published in hundreds of magazines, which is awesome. Um, I've had Mm -hmm. a couple, couple interviews in magazines. Um, actually just, just last year was the first time I got my art published in an actual book that had nothing to do with nice it was really like for me that was a big big accomplishment you know personal goal um uh yeah yeah we've been pretty lucky and fortunate on that aspect that's awesome Aaron running out of question Dan (laughs) (laughs) no no not at all okay so I mean, I mean it, this is it's a, it's a little different for Anna and I because we mm-hmm. we've done paranormal podcasting for so long, and you know we're breaking away from it. Um, talking to uh, and don't take this the wrong way, but talking to normies is not exactly something we do. No worries. <laughs> not no. that I see you norm as normal because you know I mean it's like I've known you for long enough to know that you're anything <laughs> but normal. Um, but yeah. Yeah, like um, uh, in back back to the artist thing. Like a lot of the artists that I've I've gotten to meet along the way that I looked up to, ninety nine percent of them have been nothing but amazing. Uh, especially mm-hmm. the artists that are from different countries. Uh, yeah. it, it's always you know like one of the things that I never expected tattooing to do. Um, or let me rewind a little bit here. Like 
getting out of high school, I didn't have the money to go to art and film school like I wanted to. Um, right. You know, and that that was another reason the the tattoo apprenticeship appealed to me. So basically, I I, I got um, I got a third shift job at UPS loading and unloading trailers until mm. the sun came up. And then I would sleep for a few hours and then head over to my apprenticeship, work there for free all day long, mopping the floors, doing all yeah. the grunt work, going to get, you know, lunch and washing cars, walking dogs, doing laundry, all the stuff that had nothing Jeez. to do with doing. You know, and oh, then yeah. go, go right back to UPS and work. Um, but, you know, once I I started on the the path that, that I'm on now, it was like, I, I could have never dreamed that tattooing would have taken me around the world a couple of times and wow. you know, been fortunate enough to, to go to the places that I have and meet the people that I have. And um, I've had the good fortune with sitting down with a lot of great artists and painting and drawing with them and learning stuff with them. Um, Aaron being one of them, um, you know, in my, <laughs> my skill set. You know, well, it, it, I, I say that honestly, because it, he has impacted my skill set as well as um, all the other artists that I've always held in high regards. You know, I, I look at, um, I, like I said, I look at art, like I look at jujitsu, you know, right. I, I always want to roll with somebody who it, I know is just going to completely kick my ass and humble me because that's when you learn, you, you yeah. get to see all of your mistakes and all of your shortcomings and all of the stuff that you never even knew existed. And when you put those together, you, you start to build such a solid foundation. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's exciting. Um, well, I, I do have to say that in my defense, the only thing I ever really did for you was say, hey, have you tried this style or have you tried this <laughs> technique? No, no, no. He, he, he was good enough. He, I think you came over for probably a week straight. I, I, I had you over for a week straight. You were good enough to spend the time with me and show me the ins and outs and how to work the airbrush, how to take it apart, yeah. it, giving me the information on the PSI, different air compressors, um, you, you know, the, the water traps, all, all of you, you fast tracked my airbrushing skill set by two years in that one week, for sure. Well, I would have, I would have struggled and fumbled with a lot of that stuff for a long time. Well, and, and one of the reasons why I did that was because when you first asked me, I remember the first 16 years of my airbrushing, I couldn't get anybody to show me shit. It wouldn't be until I had started working with, uh, Kent Lynn from Air to Be Different at the Mall of America. Okay. Um, he's also been on a lot of airbrush magazines. So he was the only one who taught me other things with the airbrush. And that's where I started to, you know, really refine my airbrushing to the point where, um, you know, if I'll have to go back and see if I can put this back up on Facebook. But some of my Star Wars shirts, my Lord of the Rings shirt, Gandalf with the, uh, the sword, the ring, Balrog, a fire demon in the bottom. I mean, you know, those things wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have met Kent. Even with YouTube, I still struggle because they didn't always go into the detail that I needed. So when you asked me, I was like, oh, fuck, if he's going to learn, I'm going to show him what nobody would teach me. And yeah, he don't have to spend around, you know, dicking around 16 years trying to figure this shit out. On his yeah, own. yeah that, that, that's how I felt, too. You know, like I said, you, you fashion fast track my, my airbrush skill set. And that's, it's the same reason, you know, when local artists want to hang their stuff up, you know, I'll, I'll, as long as they're mm. good about themselves, I'll let them do it. You know, and like, and when people have questions about tattooing, I'm really open with information because I was in the same boat. 
you know, the first few years, nobody wanted to give out any information about tattooing. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, as well as I do that it, it, even before the, the shows hit all, all that information was so secretive and so underground. Yeah. I can't tell you how many shops I went into when I was 18, you know, and I was like, Hey, can I get an apprenticeship? It, how many of the guys just straight up were like, get the fuck out of here. There's the door. Yeah. Well, here, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say it's, it's funny how some people could really be with with that kind of attitude. I mean, all he's doing is walking to his shop and asking, hey, listen, they're like, no. It's like, oh, really? Come on, man. I, I just can't stand when people, you know, think they're hot shit because they draw so well. It's like they see this 18-year-old kid and be like, yeah like no but you don't have to be like that you know it's like unbelievable well it it's really bad in the tattoo industry because when i finally did get my apprenticeship um there were a couple of people that were good to me you know and they weren't jerk you know or anything they were like no, right. yeah hey you know go grab a lunch and then i'll show you how i make needle you know or uh, you go and get this stuff for me, and then I'll show you how I do this. You know, they give me little bits and pieces for everything I did. But then you get some of these people that are just like total douchebag. I mean, they think that they're the best around, or they think that you're trying to get on their, on their business or whatever. And uh, the shop I was at made me hate tattooing. It's one of the reasons why I never picked it back up. Um, it... And of course, now having one bad eye, I wouldn't trust myself with a machine anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, not even on my own skin. But um, yeah, so the tattooing is extremely uh, secretive, prejudiced, um, territorial. Uh, I've known some people who will apprentice people, but then they make it so that they can't open up a shop of their own within so many miles of theirs. You know, it, it's crazy how they do that. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people will make their apprentices sign like a non-compete or like, a, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it, you, it, it's not, you know, like I don't think it's that way so much anymore. But you know, I would say two thousand five and before it was really bad. Before, before the information really started to get out onto the internet, you know, and it's like, and. Being being in the video games, you know, throughout the '90s and computers, early the oh, early yeah. uh, 2000s, late '90s, and doing like land parties, playing Duke Nukem and Doom and stuff <laughs> like that, like and understanding where technology and information was going with the rise of the internet, riding that tidal wave in, like we all kind of did. You know, yeah. it's just like I I could kind of kind of see it coming, where it's like this this information is going to be out there sooner than later and all these people that are trying to hoard it for themselves where they think that the internet's not going to change the world are in for a rude awakening you know and look at it now mm. you can you can get a full tattoo apprenticeship online now you, yeah. you don't even need to go into a studio you can you can do it yourself you know and, and i can't trust that but yeah i mean to to a point you i mean you know i'm just saying like information wise it's yeah no it's all for sure there, you know? No, nothing's you know nothing's hidden anymore you know now it's just the seat time like you you get the information if you can put it to good use and, and stick with it you know and you've got yeah. enough focus you can make it happen generally uh, and i thought the paranormal world was bad i guess the artist world is really bad too huh 
It used to be, I think, the tattoo artist world. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. And, it, and, and Aaron's right. I mean, it, it, it really used to be super cutthroat because the, the tattooers back then, they weren't really artists. They were just in it for the gig. Mm-hmm. Right. To make the money because it was easy. At the time, it was easy money. Yeah. Now it's not. Yeah. People didn't want you taking, taking their money or taking their spot or, you know, it's a bit very, yeah. very interesting. Very, very interesting. It's crazy but, how things are now. Yeah. I think that once that happened and artists began to realize that there could be a money, you know, a future for them in it, that's when you really started to see the evolution in the quality of the tattoo itself. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember you even got uh, involved with, uh, working with uh setting up some of the health laws yeah yeah uh going to the meetings and listening to what people have to say and you know just voicing my opinion on certain things you know i mean uh I, i'm always for for better stuff all the way around mm-hmm. no matter what it is whether it's it's health laws or tools or whatever just just making sure that things evolve and they don't stay static yeah you know? cool so, <laughs> why are you laughing? Oh, just that, you know, uh, when you said that, you reminded me of Jackie Burkhart in that 70s show when somebody said something to her and she was like, yeah, well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, smartass, if you have anything else to say, go right ahead. <laughs> no, no, you're the host too, so start asking oh, away. I, oh, I didn't know that. I thought I was just sitting here, Aaron. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all good. I'm just sitting back, relaxing, watching you guys, you know, catch up on old times. And isn't this amazing how you know him from so long, you know? And it's a shame that you could not get into where he is. And you have all this talent. It is a real shame that you can't. And I feel so bad about that. Well, don't. I'm, I've, I've uh, transitioned to digital art. Oh. So, Amy, like the Ann in there, Aaron? Well, no. I mean, you know, I mean, I just think, you know, if you had some questions or, you know, you wanted to ask them, you know, just fire away. Because um, I can sit there and come up with a thousand questions. <laughs> I can also do this. Bye. Yeah. Uh, I don't have that option. I could use my thumb. (laughs) Yeah, mine's real easy. See ya. It's it's a little dark in my living room. I've got my dog next to me too. I don't know if we can hear her snoring or not. Oh, is that what that was? Because I was like, I didn't want to question it in case somebody really was sleeping. I'm like, Aaron, you hear that? Yeah, snoring. Oh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay, Aria. There you go. Sorry, I disturbed you. Yeah, she she's grumpy. She's like she's uh she's over ten now. Yeah, I can see that. Got the gray in the face. Uh, yeah. So, what's going to be your next thing you got going on? With the tattoo, what's what's your next uh, path with it? So, um, so actually, this year I um, I hit one of my long term goals, 
um, one of my personal long-term goals this year. In my when I when I opened up my shop back in 2003, I opened it up June 2003. I did my first tattoo legally July 20th 2003, and in my head I thought to myself, um, you know, said I'd always heard people talk about. A, a successful business owner is somebody who's able to keep their, their shop in the same place for like a decade and do really good. Mm-hmm. So my, in my mind, I, I wanted to try and double that and think like, you know, if I can make 20 years in the same spot, the same shop, keep good standings in the town that I'm in. Um, I think that would be amazing. Like that would be a real feat for myself to accomplish. And the, yeah. I did it. Well, you know, um, I've often wondered if you were to meet your younger self, what would be some of the advice you would give yourself? Oh boy, uh, man! Yeah, remember when, you, when I said, one. you know, <laughs> yeah, remember when you I'm, said, you know, go ahead and ask the hard question. Throw me. Yeah, <laughs> no, I like I like this question. This is a good question. Um, I I guess the first thing I would say is. Um, stay on the path you're on. Don't, don't stress out as much as you do. Uh, I mean, when I, when I opened my shop, I, I was 21. I had a full head of hair the next year. I got this haircut. Oh my God. All my hair just fell out. You know, it was like, uh, I, re- I remember going to the doctor. I thought I was dying. I was waking up with like clumps of hair on my pillow. Mm-hmm. And I, I went into the doctor. I was, it was like five months into owning my shop after I opened it up. And I like, you know, the, the one piece of financial advice you get going through high school or college or whatever is don't put all your eggs in one basket. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and I, you know, I remember going to the doctors thinking like, Oh, I think I'm dying. My hair's falling out, you know, going through the list of questions like, well, you have any major changes? I'm like, no, I'm just doing the same thing every day. I'm like, what's that? I'm like running my business. And, you know, I remember my doctor going, are you 21 and you have a business? Did you just open up this business? You know, kind of laughing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think it's just stress, you know, which it turned out to be. Um, but, uh, I would say, uh, as far as like what not to do, probably, probably don't go speeding down highway 94 (laughs) car. So you don't get a ticket from a state trooper airplane. That would be one of them. Uh, state trooper airplane. Yeah. Yeah, I got a I got a speeding ticket. I was only going six miles over, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there could be all all types of you know things I can nitpick. But you know, if I if I didn't make those mistakes, I wouldn't be where I am now, and I wouldn't have learned right. since that I have. Uh, but the the one thing I I would tell myself is to to relax a little bit more. Don't be as stressed out. But I don't, I think that's unavoidable. You know, when you, you, you do something new that you've never done before and you put all your eggs in one basket, especially financially. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the first year and in, in a half was really, really stressful. There were a lot of, a lot of nights I did not sleep, you know, and there, sometimes there would be, you know, an entire week would go by and nobody would come in through my door, you know, living off of pretzels and water. And, you know, it, it was tough at first and it was, I had a lot of, lot of doubts, a lot of self-doubt of like, like, what am I doing? Did I do the right thing? Like, did I fuck up? I think I might've fucked up. I might've just threw, threw, thrown all my money away. Um, but you know, like, like I said, I just, I kept with it. You know, I, I kept that attitude of just, just, just get to the grind and embrace it right. and try and enjoy every minute of it, you know, cause at the worst, it, 
in my in my mind at the time, the, the worst thing that could happen is I could fail and I would have to start all over again. Okay, no big deal. Right. I'll start over again. You know. You still got your little uh sport car? Uh I I've kind of like gone through a couple different cars. Um okay. <laughs> he he got some serious fucking tuners. <laughs> um yeah, I mean I've I've been in I've been into race cars and drag racing nice. since I was 15. Um and I I've I've built a lot of cars. I've I've purchased a few cars. Uh and just just the last five years I got rid of my project cars and I had a I had a nicer car that I actually sold as well. I sold all my cars to pick up a um I have a Hellcat now, which I drag race. Uh, there you go. It's a 2019 Red Eye Challenger. Uh, and actually, just a few weeks ago, I went out to Rock Falls with a couple of buddies. <laughs> and uh, one of them has a fully built Mustang, and the other one has a fully built Corvette. And I, I got to got to give them both the beans on uh, on stock tires and wheels. So I have 20 the stock 20 inch rims on that thing still. I ran a 1073 at 132 miles an hour at the track spinning. So that was pretty that was pretty fun as a rush. It's a good time. Yeah. See, I had Mickey talk about that because that's Anna's favorite car. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, I've nice. I've had I showed you the picture of it. I had mm-hmm. 2022 spanking brand new. Eight cylinder Hellcat wide body Dodge Charger. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. And I missed my damn car and I plan on getting it back. So <laughs> you're amazing, man. There's nothing, uh, e- even oh. I, I had a, uh, uh, a fiberglass 23 Ford T bucket replica. It mm. was all fiberglass. It was a chopped T bucket. Um, and I, I, that was all Mopar. I had a 413 yeah. wedge in there, big block wedge, two speed power flight, the precursor to the power glide. Eight three quarter rear, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. You Mo, Mopar's seen, awesome. Mopar's awesome. You should have seen the the cover seats that I had and the pedals. Oh man, it, the surround sound system it was badass. That's awesome. I had, I had a Challenger, but never ever give me a six ever again. I can <laughs> never go from an eight to a six. I can't do it. It has to be all the way when it comes to a Dodge Charger. Yeah, all the way. Yeah, for, for sure. I'm, I'm a muscle car guy through and through. I've had a few yep. imports. Um, uh, my buddies and I built a, a Nissan 240SX. Nice. Uh, took out the drift motor that was in there, sold it, and I put a iron block from a Nissan truck in there. Had uh, two Walpro 255s, Crower rods and cam or Crower rods and pistons, uh, uh, 67-67 turbo, and I had it tuned on E85. And that thing was ungodly fast i mean it weighed like 2400 pounds with me in it holy it crap made, made upwards of yeah about 600 horsepower i think somewhere around there i've got the dyno sheets around here somewhere see i like the new i like the mustangs but if i really had it i would always stick with the dodge charger it's just something about the car and it's like man yeah they're they're great. I can uh, I can forward some videos to to Aaron, and he he can forward mm-hmm. them to you. Yeah, I'll I'll send him a picture good. of the car that I had. You'll be like, cool. Damn. Oh yeah. Yeah, they worth a nice car. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate cars like that. They're they're amazing. They're awesome. The only uh, 
muscle car I had was a 1973 Satellite Sebring that had a 318-wide glide. Okay. Uh, Four-barrel carb. And there was a guy in the neck of the woods that I lived in down in Louisiana. Uh, he's a tow truck driver. I've used him a couple of times. He knew the car that I had, uh, okay. which, by the way, was given to me by for free from somebody that I was going to uh, uh, N.A. with. Um you know, we both had similar drug history. Then, you know, we're just kind of connected. And she's like, you know, I got this car. If you want it, you can have it. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I didn't know what it was until I go over there and wreck the trailer. And she's like, right there. And I'm like, that one? You talking about the, the satellite? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, it's like old car. And the tow truck driver's like, yeah, that car had a custom front end that they used in Hollywood for stunt driving back in the 70s. So, not only was this car fast, but for as big as it was, it did surprisingly well on corners. Um, the problem was, though, this car was complete horse shit on grass or dirt. It had to be on blacktop. Because <laughs> the rear end, <laughs> the rear end kept loose every single time. So, oh, yeah. But, you know, um, let's see. <clears throat> So, um, recently you started doing digital art. Yes. Yeah. Another, another new adventure. You're using GIMP? Uh, yeah. I'm so I'm using a combination of GIMP and Photoshop. I, I've started to use Photoshop now more than GIMP. I actually, um, I purchased the one-time deal for Photoshop where it's kind of a limited use Photoshop. So it's, mm -hmm. it, it, it's, I mean, GIMP is just as good, but Photoshop, I can work a little bit faster with. I, I yeah. picked up a um, uh, a used Surface Studio, so I've got like the mm -hmm. dial and like the pen and stuff. So it just it makes things go a hell of a lot faster. You know, I mean, I can do a digital painting in a quarter of the time it takes me to do a, an oil painting now. You know, instead of spending a uh, hundred hours on a painting, I can get one done in twelve to twenty four hours, kind yeah. of in the weekend, which is awesome. But it's, yeah. it's also, it's also nice being able to like do uh do like a pre-sketch, you know, and then scan it in or take a picture of it and send it to Dropbox yeah. and you just drop it right onto the screen and, and being able to, you know, be hands-on with the screen and manipulate the size and use the tools with your hand. It's almost like finger painting and painting with oils a little bit, only there's yeah. no mess, you know, you don't have to clean up afterwards. There's no fumes. There's no, you know. Well, that, that was one of the big draw for me when it came to digital art. Um, the money that I was no longer spending on the material. That's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you don't realize just how much money these <laughs> pieces of art require. <laughs> yeah. You know, until you get into digital art, you know, and, you know, it's like you say you do a, a 20 by 24 oil painting and then you do something that like that in digital art and you're like, oh, shit, this painting cost me what? Man, I need to jack that price up. Screw that. Um, but yeah, have, do you have an Apple uh, iPad with an eye pencil? Nope. No, I uh, just the Microsoft. Uh, so like what I'm talking to you guys on right now, my Microsoft yeah. Surface. It's just like a half tablet, half laptop. And then my, okay. my studio. The only reason why I'm asking is because uh, if you get a chance to get a uh, iPad and an Apple pencil, check out Procreate. <laughs> 
Procreate is a fantastic program, and it turns your iPad into a digital uh, art station. Yep, uh, um, my my buddy uses it. I've gotten to play around with it a few times. It's really fucking cool. It's I really love cool. it. Yeah. I love it. Super cool. And, you know, yeah, and you know, for uh, being an iPad app, it's only ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but since you're on Microsoft, have you thought uh, thought of looking into a program called Krita? I have never heard of it. Okay, Krita, uh, K-R-I-T-A. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a free program, uh, but this program is specifically made for digital art. All the brushes are either pencils or ink brushes or oil paint brushes. It's not made for photo editing like Photoshop is. And don't get me wrong, a Photoshop is the industry standard, but it's geared more for image manipulation. Okay. Where Krita is straight digital art. And it's actually, I'm starting to see a lot of digital artists switch over to Krita because it user interface is simple and it's easy to navigate and the results are amazing is it so it's just a program for free to download just like yeah Gimp? free to download okay. and you know if you're using a, a tablet even better um yeah it between Creta and gimp i would have to say you know gimp would be my second choice Creta would be my first okay as far as you know uh microsoft-based program Gotcha. Yeah. Cause I, I use, so like for, for just a purely artist program to start stuff with, um, if I don't have pencil and paper handy, I'll use just the sketchbook app, which mm-hmm. I have on my phone. So like a lot of the times I can get an idea down on my phone really quick and then oh, I shoot oh. it off the Dropbox of that, but I, I'm going to check that program out. That's interesting. I've never heard of that program. I'll definitely yeah, have to check it out. It's great. For sure. Um, so yeah, we have hit the one hour mark. Uh, is there anything you'd like to talk about before we close up? Uh, I, I just, again, thank you guys for having me on here. This is, this is cool. I, I always enjoy this stuff. This is really neat. Um, uh, just, I guess thank you to everybody who's listening or who's tuned in. That's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of times when we do live stream, uh, we don't get very many viewers, but once the stream is over, you know, people go back and check it out. That's when I start to see the number really start to climb. Yeah. And and let me know how I can help uh, put this out here more for you guys too. Like, Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. For sure. sure. Absolutely. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, we'll definitely have to set up a time to get you back on, you know, to kind of do like a little follow-up, see how you're doing since this show. And that'd be great. uh, Anything you want to add real quick, Anna? Uh, yeah. Thank you guys again. <laughs> All right. You're welcome. Um, it was a pleasure meeting you, Adam. And uh, go, good luck with everything. I wish the best of luck, and you know, just keep doing what you're doing. And I know you'll make it. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And I'm pretty sure I will start getting a whole new line of question from Anna. Uh, how come you never told me about this? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I will now that you said it. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll just go ahead and close the show out, and uh, we'll have you stick around in the back room real quick while we close this out and uh, exchange a couple more details. And then, yeah, you know, like I said, we will definitely be more than happy to have you back on. I'd love to be back on. That'd be cool. Oh, thanks, All Adam. Right. Thank you. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. You're welcome.
talk to you in just a minute. All right. All right. Well, what do you think for our premiere episode, Anna? That was quite interesting. I actually felt good with a different new energy, um, mm -hmm. something different, which I enjoy, and giving a little bit of break with, you know, when the paranormal uh, field is sometimes you just have to give a break on something to something else open for you because when you keep falling back and it's not you know going forward like you want it something new a new fresh is never it doesn't hurt to do that and i think this was wonderful and a great idea that you know you put together and i think it's going to go and do very well for sure so with that being said, you know, I definitely appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, if you're watching this later on, uh, be sure to check out Adam's link. They are in the description and uh, you can find out how to book a tattoo if you're ever in Minnesota, as well as uh, how you can purchase some of his art. And also, if you can find us, if you find us on Facebook, make sure you follow the page and join the group. And uh, if you have ideas or if you know somebody who is a comedian, musician, small business owner, whatever that you think would be good for our show, uh, recommend them and help us reach out to that person. And if you're watching by way of YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and smash that like and click on that notification bell and select all that way you are always notified every time we have a live stream. And uh, yeah, I think we'll just call that a show from there and again thank you everybody and uh i'll catch you under the street light good night good night, good night.